Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Tej is not saying hi to, okay, there he is. (laughs) I had to get my face on. <laughs> uh, this week, we watched a movie that was released in 2021. Um, it's currently streaming on Hulu called Crypto. <clears throat> Sorry, Crypto Zoo. Uh, it was very interesting. Felt like it was a I movie. Felt like I ate some acid and went on a little trip. Um, yeah. It, it was. It had a good message. I think the animation was very unique. I think we're going to have a difficult time talking about the story, the through line of this story. But, I mean, it's very basic, but there's a bunch of little weird things that I don't think we're going to remember all of it. I, honestly, the, the plot is so simplistic that there's like three sentences or two sentences on Wikipedia that like cover the entire plot honestly i think we should just read that because that's <laughs> just, that basically covers it just read it just read that and then we'll get into more about it yeah because the plot's not that important no one really cares about the plot for this movie. Yeah, honestly the am- the animation is what's important in this one it's like so about it yeah the plot's an afterthought so it's Crypto Zoo. Crypto zookeepers uh try to capture a baku a dream-eating hybrid creature of legend and start wondering if they should display these beasts or keep them hidden and unknown. Meanwhile, a pair of lovers mistakenly find their way into the crypto zoo, leading to unpredictable consequences in 1960s San Francisco. That's it. That's that's the story. And there's a there's a military guy at one point. He's the bad guy. There's a military guy who has the worst haircut um, of anyone ever. Yeah. And uh, and that's it. That, he exists. Uh, yeah. It, it's essentially, it's like these two hippies that are naked. They they climb a fence and they're, they bang. And then they're like, hey, let's um, let's go explore. Well, this place is probably filled with magic. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're all trippy dippy. Mm-hmm. But uh, they run into a unicorn and they're like, hey, am I tripping? They're not tripping. And the dude ended up getting uh, shish kebabbed by a unicorn and then the lady the lady kills the stones the unicorn to death because she was very upset obviously that her lover had been slain yeah which understandable if a unicorn just killed my not even like my boyfriend if a unicorn just killed like someone i knew i'd be like this unicorn about to die yeah, no, it's just like, hey, that's what you do with an animal that kills a, a person ever. You're, you have to yeah. put them down. Well, you don't have to put them down. Uh, some animals, they're just acting in their natural, in, in the way that they would in the wild. Um, yeah, but in society, that's kind of the view. I mean, like... You know what? I'm can, can we, can we pour? Yeah, I was going to say, can we pour one <laughs> out for Harambe? I, I, don't, I don't agree with it, but that is the... Uh, accepted response i think whenever an animal kills a human being you know if you're if you cross into a fenced-in area 
and there's a crazy animal there and then you approach crazy animal and then you die honestly that's on you yeah honestly, that's just a we we used to just read about that shit in the darwin awards yeah um i don't know if you read all those the, the darwin awards but they I did they, yeah that shit was crazy like i, I remember one of the stories was uh, a a guy the dumbass super glued his hands to the back of a rhino because he was like, hey, I'm going to ride the rhino. Um, then the rhino, but that rhino that day had been having stomach issues. So the, the zoo gave them laxatives. Um, and so the rhino started running and pooping. And the dude pretty much ended up getting dragged and suffocating on diarrhea. Yeah, like, that's yeah. on him. Yeah, it's like, you deserve that, dude. <laughs> it doesn't matter if yeah. you didn't know about that's this rhino having laxatives. You super glued yourself to a rhino. Yeah, I feel like the poop part, like he was going to die. I feel like he was always going to die. In that He's going to die right? either way. So like the, the, the diarrhea suffocation is really just poetry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's just God adding a little stanza. He's like, oh, this is going to be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, guys, come here come here watch watch this this is going to be hilarious (laughs) uh earth is just god's sketch show yeah (laughs) but uh i think then after that it just like it it bumps into like main character lady whose name i don't even remember like yeah, main character Lady is what we'll refer to her as. I think it's Gray, Miss Gray or something. Okay, so Dorian Gray is um she's like a she's like a vet but also a cryptozoologist and she just like is traveling around the world um saving cryptids that are being human trafficked. Yeah, I guess, I guess we should say if trafficked. you don't if you don't know about like what cryptos or cryptids are it's like oh, yeah. the windigos loch ness monsters bigfoot so the things that don't exist that people claim exist in the world but who knows yeah i like to believe bigfoot could be out there dragons bigfoot hope uh all those th- <laughs> all those things she she's saves them for one reason or another because they're being um i don't know why my camera went out of focus because they're being um just trafficked and sold to rich people. Sold to rich people and also the, the government's trying to get a hold of some of them because they're like, hey, we could definitely use like a, a fucking a, a hydra. <laughs> yeah, I think like a few times there's like like uh, future scenes or I guess like premonition scenes. It's like there's just like a fucking hydra in front of like Area 51 or something is just yeah. yeah, just like have dragons in front of the White House or in front of like tanks and like all this shit. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, awesome. I want to see that movie, but like whatever. Whatever. I guess the military whatever. can't win. Um, all the time. All the time. <laughs> uh so then yeah, it gets into the main story. Although it does um the hippie chick, she's still in the enclosure and she does stumble across these cages of animals and she's like i know how you feel so she lets them all out which becomes important towards the end of the movie and yeah, only towards which made the- absolutely no sense to me 
He's like, you you put yourself in this cage, my friend. You you climb. You put tree. yourself in your cage, and your your lover, boyfriend, whatever, just got murdered because he didn't leave one of these things alone. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lo- logic. There are lots of logic issues with a lot of this. And they so can't trust tippies. The the. <laughs> <laughs> the late the lady uh, Miss Gray, whatever. Yeah. Um, she worked for a lady. I believe her name is Julia or Julie, something like that. Older lady, and this is her dream. Joan. 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 That's it. Um, Joan. And so this is this was her dream. Ultimately, it was to create this um, sanctuary for cryptids. But like, it was always a bad idea. It's because it's just like these all these cryptids obviously belong in certain places of the world and mm-hmm. and just putting them all together was never going it was just a jurassic park situation just and it's it was going to end poorly at some point and it's weird because some of them like have like human level intelligence a lot of them do a lot of them yeah. have human level intelligence and you just have them hanging out with like the, the giant uh like god snake monster yeah the god the god snake monster was crazy and i i do well i guess we can talk about fuck it, it doesn't really matter like the, there's a giant snake that shows up in the movie that is like i think it's like a south american snake but the animation for it was so cool because they made it look like how it would be like drawn on a cave like a giant snake monster you know, like a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of the designs, the animation was really cool. So like the people, our main characters, they they whatever, it's fine. But the cryptids, like I feel like all of them were drawn in their traditional senses. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. That's so like, at least most of them look that way. Most of them, yeah, at least. Yeah. Um, like the the dream eater, I don't know. I think it said at one point. But I don't know which culture that lore. I think it's Japanese. Japanese, but like it. Well, that makes sense because it looks like it. Like yeah, each thing that, looks like how it would have been drawn on the manuscripts of ancient uh, cultures. Yeah. Fun fact: that fucking Baku thing. Yeah. Uh, is the inspiration behind the design for Drowsy? The Pokemon. I can totally see that. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. what's Drowsy's main attack? Dream Eater. Yeah. Wow. That's super cool. That's a fun fact. Now that is a, a fun fact. The funnest effects. Um. So yeah, they. So the whole thing is they're trying to track down this Dream Eater. Um. That I keep yeah. the name of Octu. Baku. 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 It had, yeah, she also gives it a name that I don't remember, but also it's like, I think she's just giving fucking things random ass names. Yeah, I don't know like how she, because a lot of these things are nonverbal. Even if they have yeah. intelligence, they don't speak. Um, yeah. I don't know how she's she like, you're Catherine now. Yeah. It was like, whoa, shit. Okay. I was Janet, but I guess I'm Catherine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So they're after this thing, but on the tail of this of this dream eater, uh, Baku, you know, is the military. 
mm-hmm. which I'm not sure what the military could use a dream eater for. Just like we need to eat the dreams of our soldiers so they they just stay serene, subservient. I don't. <laughs> I I kept because I I I was trying to figure it out and I must have missed it like a bunch of times. I don't understand why this little shit is so much more important, especially to, to like the military than a fucking dragon. Yeah, fucking dragon or the fucking snake that yeah. takes down buildings and shakes forests. Yeah, it's literally the size of like the entire jungle, but like they want this little dream eater guy. I don't know why. Not very well explained, but like we said earlier, I feel like the plot is just there so that they can make so that they can do these weird animations. Yeah, and so I looked it up. Um, I believe it, it went to Sundance. Yeah, it did. Um, and you know, this Sun, Sundance is nice and artsy fartsy, and this indeed is an artsy fartsy movie. Because the, the this plot, looks exactly like a Sundance movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it, like it's. The plot's neither here nor there, but like the animation is stunning, uh, and the what the overall meaning of the story is more important than the story actually making sense. Very, because the overall meaning is is against like animal captivity. I feel like, and um, and there there was something else like just like man meddling in things they're not meant to meddle in. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this plot seemed like it was written by babies. <laughs> it wasn't. It, very it's well like formed. the most. It's the most shallow plot, and I, the entire time, I was just like, "Who? How many times did somebody go through to write this? Like, was this someone's just like this is my first draft?" And they're like, cool. Well, we're going to have multiple animation passes, but we only need one writing pass. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's the script. Just put it over there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look at it later. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to read it. Nah, I'm, we're sure it's fine. Yeah. We've already started animating. You, you don't know what it's about. Yeah. yeah we, don't worry. We just got to get the lip flaps right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely not a great plot, and a part of that made me laugh so much that shouldn't have was um, one of the main characters is a gorgon or a, a Medusa. Um, she's got snake yeah. snake hair, and when she doesn't control herself, she turns people to stone when she looks at them. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a part when this, one of the snakes, so they're going crazy, and they bite one of the soldier guys, and I was like, oh shit! So that's probably gonna be like poisonous. But the guy's hand just grows and grows. And I don't know. I was just like, it should have just poisoned him. And he, like, he fell down and he was like shaking and convulsing. But it looked so stupid. That, that was the only, that was the main animation thing. It looked like there was like a bunch of snakes inside his hand. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked ridiculous. Like it, in like his um, digits, his, his fingers like moved all over the place on his hand. And like, it just became a big, fleshy mess yeah i i feel like it was like one of those instances where they were like well we can't have this person be 
Because because like when that guy gets bitten, she's like, "You won't die. Just get to a hospital." Yeah. I feel like they were just like really trying to make it so like it would make sense that somebody would want to date and marry this Gorgon lady at some point. Because why would you? Yeah. Why would you ever? Like she ever forgets to take her like snake tranquilizer, and you're just like cuddling in bed. Oh, it's gonna be real ugly. Yeah. She has to sleep, like, she either has to sleep with her Gorgon contacts in at all times, or you just have to hope that her face mask doesn't slip off while she's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Gorgon. But maybe love isn't in your cards. Uh, So there was a, speaking of cards, good segue, there was a cool bit when uh, they visited a psychic lady to get their cards read. Their fortune cards. Um, I liked what they did with the, with the scene uh, because it, they didn't just like show the lady flipping a card, flipping a card. It would have the four cards on a bl- black background, and then it would flip it and would talk about what that thing meant. So I, I, I mean, it's a very small thing, but I just thought it was super cool how they how they did that scene. And my wife is pretty into reading uh, those those cards too, so I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's how it works." And I recognized all the cards and what they meant. And I even when uh, the bad card came up, the tower, I was even like, "Oh, I think that's like not a good thing." <laughs> so you know, the pe- people obviously knew what they were talking about with their uh, psychic readings. Yeah, my entire. Uh knowledge of tarot cards is exclusive to what i learned from the first season of jojo's bizarre adventure and i don't think don't think it was an accurate representation of tarot cards (laughs) jojo i mean it's very accurate with most other things i don't know why that would be one exception like how how sexy can this vampire be right now yeah (laughs) Answer very sexy, very sexy. Uh, honestly, too sexy. (laughs) Jojo goes too sexy, and they're like, Hey, is it too sexy? Like, it could be sexier. I, I, I love Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because it's like it, it just every cartoon or everything you watch, like, it's always hyper sexualized women, yeah. And then in JoJo's, they're like, what if we made the most beefy guys who are who act super, super homosexual, but at no point, at no point does anybody in this show have any sort of sexual feelings about anybody. Everyone's both asexual and very gay. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I haven't watched. I just I've seen memes. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't watch if you want, don't want to get horny. Yeah. No. If you're not trying no. to be it's hard a as a rock, don't watch JoJo. Yeah. If you're not trying to become a pillar man downstairs, then don't watch it. It's a <laughs> reference that you won't understand until you watch season two. Oh, JoJo. <laughs> uh, back to CryptoZoo. Back to CryptoZoo. Uh, I mean, it's... Which is just as good. <laughs> I mean, similar similar vibes as uh, Apollo Ten and a Half, not in 
the storytelling or animation or any of that but it's like it was also kind of boring because the story is not engaging it's just the animation was cool that was all that was like the, yeah. the cool thing it's like oh look at that cryptid oh i thought look at that some cryptid. of the animation yeah i thought some of the animation was cool but overall i just don't like this style of animation so it was kind of like a kind of like an all-around bummer for me it's a very art house style of animation like you can yeah. you can feel the pretentiousness <laughs> or maybe maybe not yeah, even pretentiousness but, but like it's just i don't know it's just like being different for the sake of being different and it's not like it's so bad you know what i mean it oh I'm just it's uh, a fine animation and sometimes it's super cool. I just it's not my personal preference. And then the fact that the the plot was so kind of boring and I don't know about you, but I thought the voice acting was horrible. Uh I thought it was horrible for most people. I like so I like the main lady, Miss Gray. I thought she did a fine job, but like the military guy was awful. He was straight awful. Michael Sarah was in this. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I think he was the boyfriend that got killed, right? Uh, Matthew? Boyfriend? Yeah, the boyfriend that got killed in the beginning by the unicorn. I thought he was the, he was the guy who was going to be dating, um, who was getting married to the, the Gorgon, but I could be wrong. Oh, I, don't remember uh, I, I could also be wrong. Um, I forget. Either Matthew or David, the guy in the beginning. I don't know. He was Matthew. I just don't know who Matthew was. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like... I felt like they were bored when they were doing their lines. Yeah. Did that sound, did that come off? Yeah, to you? absolutely. Because that's how especially I the the hippies, um, the the blonde lady, yeah. the blonde hippie lady that sets all the crypto the cryptids free. Sounds so mm-hmm. bored about what's happening in this movie. And it's like you just discovered a world of fucking cryptids, and she's just like, "Yes, I found them in their cages," and I. I felt like I was in a cage and I, I released them and. (laughs) It's like they gave them the script that day and then they just recorded the table read. Yeah. Not only did they only have one draft, they just had one read. Which is surprising to me because a lot of these people are like, they're decent actors or they're decent voice actors. I mean, the woman who does uh, gray, the main character is the voice of, poison ivy and harley quinn yeah yeah um so she knows what she's that's doing where it was because i was like i know i know that voice i know i know that voice that's absolutely it she was also black widow and what if mm. mm-hmm. so you know she can act um i just yeah i don't think anyone cared when they were doing these lines I, like honestly like the as we've been saying we'll just keep emphasizing like the the point of this movie was the animation and everything else was just like an afterthought like it, it could have been they had the animation done there just like hey we just need to read these lines doesn't really matter what your cadence is just read it we're trying yeah. to get this movie done in time for sundance well um i don't know what the budget was for this movie but like i'm assuming this was a really cheaply made movie right because it's an independent film so like they probably did make it very quickly probably because much less red tape than working with a big studio i'm assuming a lot of the voice actors probably like 
were friends of in of people in production they kind of just did it for it was more like a passion yeah. project. well I, honestly can't even say that i don't want to call it a passion project because i felt like none of them had any passion but yeah no no one had passion so the box office for this movie was thirty seven thousand eight hundred eighty three. yeah but it's a it's an independent it's film. an indie yeah like yeah, they're not the point of them is not to make money I don't think, at least. No, no, I don't think so. Let's try and find the budget. I don't see it. I couldn't find it, but I can't imagine it's anything. I, I, I assume that it's slightly over 37. Just because sure. animation's, like, animation's expensive. It is. It is expensive. I mean, they, you have to have a whole ass team working like around the clock if you're doing an independent thing if you go to a big studio obviously it's going to be even more sense or if it's just one guy that it's going to take like 10 years to make yeah yeah he just made it he's just like okay just please i need some people to voice act on this someone thing. get me michael sarah I need michael- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only time those words have been uttered hey i like michael sarah he was hilarious <laughs> He's hilarious sometimes. Sometimes. I love his bit in uh, This Is The End. He's he's getting a blowjob and he's just like sucking down on a juice box. What juice box? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I I am a fan of Michael Sarah, and it still amazes me that he is older than me. He's older than both of us and he looks like a little baby. A little baby. Yeah, he shouldn't be. It doesn't make sense. No. I, uh, yeah, I love Michael Sarah. And now I'm thinking about it. Because Arrested Development's one of the greatest comedy shows. Oh, yeah. Arrested Development's great. And he kills it. Yeah. He has so, Michael Sarah <laughs> did so, I mean, Arrested Development, super bad. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim, which I think a lot of people. Scott Pilgrim, that, legendary. I think that a lot of people that read the comics or the graphic novel, I think it was. Like maybe didn't mm-hmm. like the movie, but I never read that graphic novel, so I liked the movie. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't read that one. I'm uh, I'm reading one based off not based sorry, that there's a show based off of it now uh, right now. Paper Girls, have you seen that on Amazon? Mm-mm. I'm almost never on Amazon. I feel like there's just never anything good on Amazon. That one's very good. You should check it out. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, same guy that wrote like Why the Last Man Saga. What's it called? Paper um, Girls. Paper Girls. It's about four paper girls from the 1980s, and they end up traveling through time, and there's a time war going on. Hell yeah. I'll watch it. Also, Paper Girls, we've uh, now given you a shout-out. Give us money. Yeah. Shout-out to Paper Girls, not shout-out to CryptoZoo. <laughs> I mean, also shout-out to CryptoZoo. It's, a, it's fine. It's I didn't, fine. I didn't feel Watch it once. Yeah. Yeah, watch it. Watch it once. It's fine. It's not. It's not like uh, Apollo Ten and a Half in that sense because I would never recommend anyone to watch that one. No, there's no reason to watch that. Watch it once. The animation is. I mean, it's not Tija's favorite, and it's not gonna be everyone's favorite. But the cryptids look very cool. This is a movie that I think I would have liked better if it was a art book. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Maybe it should have just been an art book. Yeah, because I don't care about the story. Don't care about the acting. 
if it was just static pictures of this of, of some of those cool ass art and those fucking kaleidoscope ass scenes then i'd be like you know this is good it's cool um yeah there was there were some very visually cool scenes that like like tisha kaleidoscope-esque where it was just like uh there was a voiceover happening and there was just like a kaleidoscope happening and it was like oh that's cool <laughs> but then there was also scenes where it's like wow this is the most like boring orgy i've ever i've ever watched in my entire life yeah exactly so if you're into boring orgies, though, this is the one. Yeah, you think I'd like it more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually like. It. I don't have a lot more to say about this one, honestly. It's a it's a it, full it's length like, movie, but it doesn't feel like it, right? It doesn't. Um, I and I literally watched it in two halves. Um, because I watched the first half and I was like. Well, I'm bored. I'm going to do something else. And then I watched the second half. I was like, okay, well, second half is more exciting. It first is. half is pretty boring. <laughs> second half is, is significantly more exciting. The first half, it, I, the worst part is it's like, it's boring. And then it's boring and narrated. Yeah. By a narrator that doesn't seem to want to be there. Yeah. In the... And in the animation, the, the motion is very weird. Um, I will say, with uh, especially with the people, it the animation it reminds me of that style that I'm not super fond of that was happening a lot in like 2000s and 90s, where it was like almost like a the Nickelodeon like cut out piece of paper style, where like they move very stiffly. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking the about like that's South, like South Park the, animation. Yeah, like the South Park animation, like similar to that, like. It's not to that extent, but in this, it's like they don't move fluidly. All the humans, like their bodies, like almost don't move when they're running. It's just like their legs are running. Yeah. Um, Every single human in this movie is so ugly. And I'm not saying that as in like you have to have pretty people in your in your movies, you know what I mean? All that kind of shit. Like, no, they're just visually unappealing to look at for real and even like the hippie lady she's naked the whole movie you still don't want to see that it's like ah come on yeah i forgot that she was naked the whole movie (laughs) at no point does anyone acknowledge that right yeah no one no one is like hey like they ask her why she's there but no one ever asks why are you butt-ass naked? Yeah, why is your full bush on display? Here's a blanket. Like, not that conversation never happens. <laughs> no. I guess it's San Francisco. You know, things happen. It, you know, it is San Francisco in the 60s, but, like... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess there are, like, little goblin people everywhere. So, you know what I mean? It's not the weirdest thing that they've seen all day. But somehow... No. Somehow it is right yeah it is <laughs> this naked lady covered in blood hanging out with a, a pegasus a winged horse yeah so i guess to, uh, we'll get to get to the end of the movie they they end up like coming to the realization hey maybe this was a bad idea to put all these cryptids in one place because now all of them are free and they're destroying everything and they're encroaching into san francisco <laughs> uh so they go to 
these light beings. They're beings that are sentient, but they're made of light. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we need you guys to guide all these cryptids the fuck out of here back to where they belong. Mm-hmm. Turn blue if you understand. And they all turn blue. And like, I dope. So they, then the blue lights take all the cryptids out and then all the cryptids are gone. Um, and even like there's this one like wolf man or lizard man, not quite sure what he is, um, who's been pretty tight with Joan this whole time and with Miss Gray. Yeah, fucking. Um, He's just yeah. banging Joan yeah. in the high tower at one point. It's like that's that's Joan's entire story yeah. arc. She's old and she bangs lizard man. Yeah. And lizard man when the lights start to flow, he doesn't say a goddamn word. He gets up, drops Joan's dead body, gets the fuck out. He doesn't say anything to anyone. I was just like, man, I feel like he would have said something. Because the Miss Gray, the main character, she was standing right there. And the wolf lizard man is just like, I'm out. I think it said, um, I think it is said at some point that like the lights hypnotize hypnotize everyone uh, and that's okay. why like they're able to get like all the the murderous cryptids back to where they're supposed to be okay that makes much more sense but also so i must have missed that how pissed would you be if you are if you live in like the south american like jungle somewhere and this giant like murder uh anaconda has been gone for like years and all of a sudden it just shows back up you got to be pissed just like dude we've been, we have adapted to not having to live with this shit <laughs> yeah we've been able to build houses that last longer than two days yeah we look like look we have a city yeah and in two days the city is just destroyed yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh. <laughs> it, it was just a bad idea it was a bad idea from the start Joan and you were stupid to try and do it there's a lot of like because a lot of the cryptids that are in this show in the movie like when you really think about it you're like how did they get them there yeah some of the, some of that too some of that too like the, the Kraken I was like I mean maybe a giant truck with water because otherwise it would have dried out and probably died um how did they get the there are lots of things the the dragons alone i mean i guess you could tranquilize a lot of these things yeah but then like were they just keeping them tranked constantly exactly and like the thing is they had they were setting up for it to be A a zoo for for people to come and look at these fucking dangerous animals um like at one point they're running and it's like uh, they have signs. It's like Wendigo this way and Kraken this way. And it's like these are Wendigos and Krakens are both known to just kill humans like in their lore. Yeah, that's <laughs> like their main thing. Yeah, that's their main thing. And you're trying to get like advertisements and kids to come here. Yeah, they go through that fucking tunnel with the little like imps or goblins or whatever. And their whole thing is that they just yeah. throw like boulders at people from a top, like yeah. And they just let, like, they just do that. That's what they do. And it's like, how is this? In, who who's this ride for? Does everyone get <laughs> yeah. a hard hat and like a neck brace? Like, how do you? How are people supposed to survive through that? 
<laughs> there are a lot of fatalities at the crypto zoo each year. Honestly, yeah. Like a lot. Their their insurance must like, be crazy. Like you get a shirt for free if you actually survive. Yeah, and it says I survived. It says zoo. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm one of twenty percent. <laughs> that, that's a high percent. Yeah, it's a high percent yeah. for the things that are happening in there. Yeah, but as we said, I don't think anyone cared about this story. So, like, I'm not gonna shit on the I'm not gonna shit on the plot too much because, like, I think it's very evident that they don't even fucking care about the plot. Not at all. Uh, it was just there for to look cool, look artsy, and they they accomplished that. For the most part, it, the, the people look awful, but uh, the, the cryptids, the, the main focal point of the story looked cool. Yeah. I hope the, I hope the writer is like, has like a set up, something set up so that anytime someone talks about his movie, he gets like a notification of where it, and he listens to this later and he just gets so angry. <laughs> like, how dare they put my heart and soul into that? <laughs> it just starts blowing up our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, will send, I will sue you how dare you me and Michael Sarah are going to come and murder you cease and desist Michael Sarah shows up at your door <laughs> with a gun yeah hey buddy uh, what, are, what are we doing here <laughs> with a baseball bat <laughs> so you, uh, you make a little show you like to like to talk about people and uh, tear down their dreams. How about we tear down your dreams? <laughs> I did. <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna break your fucking legs. And then the worst part is you can't even you can't even call the police because who will believe you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> who will believe you, Michael? Michael Sarah came to my house and broke both of my legs. Yeah, and they'll be like, even if that is true, do you really want us to write that down? Yeah. Do you really want us to let people know that that happened? But you got your legs broken by Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah overpowered you, and you want us to write that down? I mean, Canada's Michael Sarah. <laughs> is he Canadian? Yeah, he's from Ontario. Oh, you know a lot about Michael Sarah. I'm on his I'm on his Wikipedia page oh, okay, now because okay. I was because I got really curious about Michael Sarah because I was like, man, what what is going on with Michael Sarah? Could he could he beat me up? And I made the made the decision. No. No, I don't think so. No. I could fight Michael Sarah. I don't plan on it ever. But if you know if push came to shove, you're going down, Mr. Sarah. So you heard it here first. Uh, Tej is issuing a challenge to Michael Sarah, one on one death match, um, and whoever comes out gets gets the life of Michael Sarah. You know the gauntlet has been thrown down, um, and uh, you know. I hope you pick it up. I hope you pick it up, Michael Sarah. I know you're a father and I don't want to deprive your child of a father, but I want you to know that once I defeat you and take over your life, I will take care of that child for you. And I will raise it to not be anything like you. 
and I will Photoshop myself into all your family photos. All of them. No one will remember Every you. single one of them. I won't even color correct. <laughs> It'll be your white body <laughs> with my head on it. Okay, I think I think it, this is a good place to call <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.